Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. So I hope you have been enjoying a little dance around your living rooms, etc, etc. Um, I apologise for the messy mixing earlier. It's a really long time since I've been live in the studio. So, you know, it's real. It's happening. Um, I mentioned earlier I was going to have a special guest today who'd inspired my little pan Latin odyssey. Um, and that is Lex from TRC and Church of Sound. Hi, Lex. Hello. Thanks for having me. You are here because there's a really special new project coming up, um, which is debuting, premiering. It's live, I guess, debuting um, tomorrow, Sunday, 8th of August. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what it is? Sure. So the name of the project is called the New Regency Orchestra and is basically a 20-piece Afro-Cuban jazz orchestra um, that is going to do kind of reinterpretation of... Uh, some absolute bangers from the 1950s, including Tito Puente, Machito, and uh, a bunch of other tunes which I've brought in the bag with me. So awesome. I can play a few things. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Um, bangers from the 1950s. Does right. such a thing exist? Yes. You <laughs> of know course what? it does. I mean, and, of course it does. <laughs> and it's something that I've kind of like uh, really enjoyed privately for a long time. And I feel now is the time is right to start getting it out there and have people. Because uh, obviously there is a, a sound to it that's quite retro and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and and uh, I'm really not going for that kind of retro 50s vibe. This is not what this is about. Just the, the, back then, uh, there was this, um, you know, obviously the Cuban musicians coming to New York and like meeting the, the bebop jazz players and yeah. and then arrangers like uh, Mario Bauza or, you know, obviously Dizzy Gillespie, Lalo Schifrin and, and Machito and people like that created the hardest music that there is to me. And it's like it has the energy <clears throat> that hip hop has in certain mm-hmm. ways because it's very New York and... And it's just really explosive and and really amazing compositions that like I've been I've been loving forever and so yeah total dream dream come true to have them played by a twenty piece orchestra amazing well let's listen to some of that music now what's the first record you've chosen so this one is uh, Rene Hernandez um, the tune is called Harlem Jamboree and I was actually trying to find out when that was made but there seems to be no information on Discogs <laughs> but I've, this is from a record I've bought in France actually from a, so it's like a a subscription system label from like the 50s so this record is from 1956 but I'm pretty sure 
I'm good. If, you, if you want me to go a bit geeky about this, <laughs> go for it. His go first for it. came out on a label called uh, SMC, uh, which stands for Spanish Music Center, which was a uh, guitar record shop in uh, in um, what was it? Just above Manhattan in New York, and started as a as a music shop and ended up like setting up a little studio at the back. Nice. And uh, they're the ones who first started recording like uh, Nor- Noro Morales. Sorry for the accent. I still need to practice my Spanish. It's really bad. <laughs> um, and uh, like all the kind of legends from back in the day. So they were the first ones to do it, and uh, and yeah, just looking on Discogs now, the the first copy was on a seventy eight RPM, which oh, wow. makes me think it would have been the forties. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah. a Stormer, Harlem Jamboree. Wicked. Let's listen to it now. <laughs> So, tell us how you found these records. Um, well, they all have a bit of a different story. And I'll be honest, um, since maybe... So I've always been obsessed with this music. And uh, lockdown has got me to go deeper than ever. And obviously the main way to, to find records um, is Discogs. So I have been uh, <laughs> shipping a lot of stuff from Colombia, Venezuela, because this yeah. is where a lot of it is. There's a few sellers in, in, in the UK, but very few, and they're very expensive here also. Yeah. But um, uh, one good story is the, to the record we've got queued up after, which happened uh, right before the, the, the pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. So I was at the Winter Jazz Festival in New York. And uh, predominantly to just kind of like be there and check out some bands and stuff. And um, I obviously went record digging and uh, yeah. I went to this place called uh, Brains. Um, <laughs> 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 eh, 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 anyways, this record shop in Brooklyn, that's amazing. I'm going to remember it later. Yeah. And, uh, and this, fa- this is what happens to your brain when you've been present at a rehearsal for a 20 piece oh big God. band. Yeah, 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 I can barely talk. <laughs> this is crazy. Um, but so, yeah, like I basically found a few records of Afro-Cuban jazz, which is just like uh, something that doesn't really happen very often here in Europe. And so obviously it's the birthplace of, of Afro-Cuban jazz. Yeah. And so I found a few records and I went to the counter and the guy was like, hey, you're into that stuff. Uh, check out this box there. We've got a whole box of like 10 inches from the 50s. I could wow. not believe it. And so um, I was with friends. I was like, guys, I'm sorry. They wanted to go. I was like, I'm going to have to. And I've got another couple of hours here. <laughs> and, just leave me. Leave me yeah, behind. Exactly. And um, and yeah, so the, 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 it turned out that some of the rec- most of this case came from the manager of Tito Puente called oh, wow. Joe Conzo. And mm-hmm. they were all stamped with his name, which is kind of random. I don't wow. know why he stamped his records. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So in a way, it's kind of cool because then, you know, yeah. I know the story because of that. Yeah. Um, and anyways, like uh, like fast forward into the evening when I went to the festival, I went to collect my uh, wristband from this hotel lobby, and I meet I see a guy I know from France, like a booking agent. Mm. So I sit down with him, and he's with uh, this guy who turns out to have this crazy uh, accent, like it's like a Robert De Niro with a bit of a Puerto Rican slang, and I'm like. He's talking to me and I'm like, I recognize this voice. I recognize oh, wow. this man. And and uh, as, as we start talking, I start, he said, like, oh, you got some records. He starts seeing all the stuff. He's like, oh, yeah, I used to play with Candido. I was like, who the hell <laughs> are you, man? So it turned out to be Bobby Sinabria, Bobby mm. who is like a, a drummer, percussionist, uh, who's played with all these cats. A bit younger, so he's kind mm-hmm. of like kind of gone seen in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. And... Um, 
And yeah, basically, I, he, 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 he saw like my excitement and basically was like, hey, man, come meet me in the Bronx tomorrow morning, man. I'll show you around. So I did that. And like wow. instead of uh, I was supposed to have a radio show, I scrapped that. I was like, I'm going to see this guy. <laughs> no way. So he gave me like a whole tour of the Bronx. like, uh, And um, and yeah, it was amazing. Just like, you know, I felt like, you know, all the places where yeah. all this stuff is happening, yeah. some of the record shops and stuff. So that was quite a big moment. And now I'm just like, I just cannot wait to go back and, and go and a bit deeper. Yeah, when whenever we can. Whenever yeah. we're uh, back in, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, tell us about the next record, and then you're going to yeah. come and take over and just give us a um, sure. a bit of a treat to some of these tunes. Yes. Yeah, so, and yeah, by the way, these are all the tunes that we're doing with the orchestra. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm going to ask you all about that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Tamara is in the orchestra, by the way, killing it on the baritone saxophone. Thanks, Lex. <laughs> so this next one. Is uh, so this is Tito Puente. Um, the tune is called Mambo Rama, and this is a 10 inch that was owned previously by the manager of Tito Puente, Joconzo, mm-hmm. and this was made in 1949. So, might this even have been maybe in Tito Puente's hands? I like some to point. think so. I like to think that there's some of his fingerprints somewhere on this yeah, record. Yeah. I, cool. feel, I feel it, I feel it. <laughs> This is what live radio is really about, to be honest. This is not the right track. Uh, this is, anyways, I might as well say what the track is now. It's uh, All on the Marine, and the tune is called Papa Boko, and it's another tune that we're going to do with the new Regency Orchestra this Sunday uh, at Crystal Palace Bowl as part of Side Facing. Now, I hope I've got the right tune cued. Let's see. having a lovely little dance to myself in the studio here probably much to the entertainment of everyone walking past the Soho radio building right now they're just gonna see me kind of like wiggling around the studio anyway Lex tell us more about these records yes uh, so that was Orlando Marine with Papa Boko which uh, as I said we're gonna play and sing by the way like we were in the studio you're gonna make me today. sing well I mean yeah, I, this it's... is not that's not good for anyone <laughs> nobody needs that we do I mean it's uh, the, the, the tricky part is obviously so in Spanish which we don't we're not quite fluent about mm-hmm. with um, but as Crispin said earlier it's all about the kind of uh, rhythm of it right so yeah. if we just if, if phonetically it's kind of looks remotely similar then it should be cool Fingers crossed. Fingers, Fingers crossed. crossed. I'm definitely not going to try and demonstrate <laughs> it right now. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that was that was Papa Boko, absolute uh, stormer of a salsa tune. I think it's from the late 70s. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go back to the early 50s with the next one. Okay. And uh, the way I discovered that track is a bit nuts. because um, So I was in St. Petersburg in Russia mm-hmm. in an Irish pub. And this tune came up and I was like, whoa, Obviously. okay. Obviously. I'm in Russia. There's some Afro-Cuban jazz playing. Okay, let me just get my Shazam out. Yeah. And uh, it's this guy called Kenny Graham, who is from London. Mm. Um, so the, the trip that is thinking that a man in London listened to some music 
from the root of the music. I don't think yeah. about the root. So yeah. It came from Cuba, went to New York, then got into the English man's ears in the 50s, who then recorded this stuff. And then like 50 years down the line, it's being played in an Irish pub in St. Petersburg, gets into my ears and we're playing it again now in London. Bring it all, so full all the way circus. back to London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, so Kenny Graham, he did a couple of albums like that and then uh, got a bit, I think he did some um, film um, music for TV and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that got a bit uh, dis- disenchanted with the whole business and uh, changed his career to fix uh, ticket machines in the tube. So I mean, that's of... always necessary. Yeah, yeah. You know so I mean? it's probably a much more stable job than being a musician and a composer and arranger. Um, yeah, especially but... back then. But Wow. Yeah, so quite a trip. And, yeah. um, and that tune is uh, 1 minute 15. So <laughs> I'm going to have to cue my next record real quick. Really quick. Yeah. Really, really yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you ready? I think I, mm, you, I'm not, but we'll but you'll, give it a you'll go. be there. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> so this is Mongo Walk by Kenny Graham and these Afrocubists. That's a crazy little bit at the end. It feels like it's just going to go into a completely different tune <laughs> yeah. and then stops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, a, a, like the proto-disco edit kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was Love for Sale, um, So which I, I, um, I got to Wikipedia. This, uh, actually, I, I didn't know that one. But uh, Cole, originally written by Cole Porter, introduced by Catherine Crawford in the musical The New Yorkers, which opened on Broadway in 1930. So there we go. Very good. Very good research. (laughs) But yeah, so that was a version by Stan Kenton, uh, which is probably one of my favourite ones. Mm -hmm. And then there's a perfect segue into the next tune, which has got not really a story because it's just like a disco discovery, but... um, uh, so this is uh, a mambo tune made in France by a guy called Jacques Elion, mm-hmm. which I didn't know much about in the past. And then when I saw my dad uh, last time in, Fran- in France and he, I mentioned him the name, he was like, really? You into this really stuff? Really, that guy? Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> originally like, his whole discography is about like a French chanson. And he was a massive star in, after the Second World War. He basically had like, one of the, the most famous songs, but quite cheesy, kind of just like a bit like, you know, accordion and kind of yeah. a bit cheesy in French, yeah. French way. And then out of nowhere, he comes... I, with, I just have to point out yeah. to you that you are French and you are wearing a striped T-shirt right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's touche. <laughs> <laughs> I brought, I left my onions and accordion and baguettes at home, I thought, you know. <laughs> Sorry, no, no, carry no. on. So yeah, no, I mean, that's it. It's just like this... Uh, this um, uh, UFO of a track that just comes out of nowhere of this guy's yeah. discography. There's a couple of those in the set that are just kind of completely uh, obscure and, and insanely good as well at the yeah. same time. And so this one is called uh, Ala Kenton. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of probably just listened to uh, Stan Taking Kenton. inspiration from, because Stan Kenton's big band style was yeah. absolutely classic and groundbreaking. So Absolutely. Yeah. And so probably he was just like, he probably made his first hit and they were like, oh, we can we can afford an orchestra. We can do like the Americans. And then there we go. They did only two tunes uh, like this. And this is, uh, this is pretty, a pretty special one. Somebody looked at the budget and went... That's it, guys. Yeah, well, I think in America, a lot in the 50s, they, they were, the CIA was uh, funding a lot of the tours of the oh, big wow. bands, yeah, to kind of like shine, uh, yeah. uh, to, 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 to promote the American way of life and stuff. So Dizzy yeah. Gillespie did a lot of stuff yeah. uh, funded yeah. by the CIA and stuff. Yeah. I don't know what was the deal with France, but they probably just were like, come on. 
Yeah. We've got to do something. <laughs> yeah. Got to, got to get on this somehow. So, yes, this is uh, Alacantin. I think it's 1951 out of France. Great. Here we go. Want to do it officially? I am sorry for having chosen that tune as part of the set. It's so, so the not. reason Lex is apologising is that tune changes key about every twenty bars to really <laughs> weird, really awkward keys, which makes sight reading the charts um, a challenge to someone who's not had to read any music or sight read for <laughs> at least eighteen months. But yeah, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great tune, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, the rehearsal, <laughs> the first rehearsal, I could see everyone with their, their hands on their head being like, oh my God, what what's he done? <laughs> what's he done to us? But yeah, uh, do you know what it is? It's like, um, it, it's, it's, there's very few tunes that sound like this, mm-hmm. and it's kind of got this Gotham City kind of Batman vibe to yeah. it, which is quite rare in Mumble. Mumble is generally quite happy and stuff. It's kind of got a bit of a dark yeah, thing to it, which I thought was quite interesting. Yeah. So. So you've mentioned um, briefly where the gig is and who the band is. Um, tell us specifics. Where can people buy tickets? Because it's happening tomorrow, uh, Sunday, 8th of August. When, where, yes. where are the tickets? So it's happening at the Crystal Palace Bowl, which is in Crystal Palace Park. And uh, it's quite a legendary uh, venue where mm-hmm. Bob Marley actually played his last gig there. Uh, so Wicked. It, yeah, I've only seen pictures of it. I'm quite excited. It looks amazing. Yeah, there's a pond in front of the stage. Yeah. So I kind of said to everyone, yeah, I'll jump in the pond when it's done. But <laughs> everyone's been like, okay, so it's like one meter deep and it's just yeah. the dirtiest don't, thing. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> so I'm probably not going to do that. Uh, so yeah, so and it's as it's um, the, the the gig is as part of the South Facing Festival, which is a month long gig mm-hmm. happening there. Uh, but this particular day is uh, created by Cross the Tracks. Mm-hmm. So if you go on Cross the Tracks. Uh, the, f- the day's called Fool's Team. Yeah. Uh, there's three days of it. So we're on the Sunday and also on the bill is uh, Simon Day, Dennis Bovell, uh, Soul to Soul, Norman mm. Jay. So it should be a good day. It's going to be a good day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so just quickly, because we don't have much time left. How did you go about funding the musicians for this project? So let me think. So and we've got to big up the, the arrangers first yeah, of all, because that's a hell of a sure. job. So the way it happened is, I've, I had this dream of mine for ages to kind of like put on not necessarily a big band, but like a, 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 an event that would be around this music. And I wanted to originally uh, do it in a wedding venue and have a kind of this old school vibe. <laughs> Anyways, like so, about a couple of months ago, um, Andy from Komono uh, came to TRC to shoot a video uh, where it was like a collaboration between Colombian music and UK jazz musicians mm-hmm. and so Crispin was there Nathaniel was there Yalfris so yep. na- sorry I've said the full name Nathaniel Cross Yalfris Valdez yep. and uh, we started chatting uh, with Andy about the idea and he was mm-hmm. very excited about it and then you know we were all in the same room beginning excited and next thing you know I managed to secure this gig at a festival so of course I called Crispin Nathaniel yep. um, Nathaniel has uh, done half of the arrangements for yep. the tunes and um, and then we were just kind of we had this first meeting the two the three of us so yeah. uh, and then they were like yeah of course Elian Corey on keys amazing yeah. Yeah. so she's done half the arrangements and from then on it was just kind of all of us kind of pulling like all the musicians that we know yeah. and that can because uh, it's it's a it. really nice mix in the band of uh, Cuban musicians and. Uh, 
London jazz musicians and others coming in. It's it's a really yeah yeah because it, it, it's it's quite important because it's uh, the music was made like that back in the days. Yeah. It was very much like half Cuban, half uh, jazz musicians, and yeah. uh, you know it's not a compromise. It's more like everyone getting excited about each other's musicality. So yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. For sure, brilliant. So everyone, go online, hunt down tickets, and come see the gig. Um, yeah. And you can hear this music live and expanded. Um, what are you going to close out the show with? Because so I'm it... letting you close out the show. Oh man, this is I'm, be- I'm extremely you. grateful to you for yeah. bringing all this amazing music. So I'm kind of doing a jump from the 50s now to the 70s with this guy called Tony Pabon. Nice. Uh, he's kind of like one of the, the hardest arrangers from the late 70s for salsa stuff. And he used to have a band called, uh, well, this is called La Protesta. And uh, this tune is called Quasimodo. And the thing with salsa a lot of the time and something that can put people off at the beginning is always a bit cheesy, but then when it goes in, it's kind of like the train yeah. is here and then like yeah. you cannot not dance. Yeah. An interesting thing about that one is there's a bit of dub elements to it, which is nice. quite rare. Yeah. And uh, and some weird stuff because it's called Quasimodo. So. Excellent. Yeah, well, yeah. let me say thank you so much for coming in and for giving us a little bit of an insight into this music. Um, well, thanks, Tamar, for having me on the show and being in a band. And <laughs> Thank you for asking. Um, And hopefully everyone has been having a little dance at home, getting ready for their Saturday nights. And uh, yeah, catch you next time. Gracias.